Welcome to the Legendary Upside Podcast or Sports Grid Podcast, wherever you're listening to this. Um, Jacob Sanderson was was supposed to be <laughs> with us. It's supposed to be one of the classic three man dynasty pods, but just here with Davis Maddox. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a grown up, you know. So I think some work stuff came up. Um, so he's he's out there it. doing things in the real world. Uh, maybe one day we'll we'll do that too, Davis. But for now, probably. we're talking about dynasty. Now, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Probably not. I'm going to guess <laughs> the year. The year is 2034, and we are, uh, you know, ranking like Derrick Henry's kid. You know, like that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it's really going to be. I, I'm just staring into a crystal ball and and uh, and showing you our future. Like nothing's going to change. Dude, that hurt. Frank Frank Gore <laughs> Jr. is coming in this year. Like this, this, Frank Gore Jr., Brendan Rice, and Marvin Harrison Jr. We're all coming in. So, yeah, Derrick Henry's kid is next. Derrick Henry's kid is next. Yeah. So, we are, we're going to be talking through our dynasty rankings today. Um, I'm going to be shortly publishing a update to the ranks um, that actually include rookies and wanted to go through and, uh, and discuss the rankings that we all have put together, including uh, – uh, Davis and, and Jacob's ranks as we go through them. I'll, I'll share my screen here, and I've got the rankings that are all three of ours, and then uh, I also have my solo ranks so we can see the rookies. Um, okay. So let's see. So first of all, let me actually go here, and this is where I slotted in Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Marvin Harrison. Wanted to get uh your thoughts on just like is this where you would slot these guys in i know you haven't put ranking put rookies in your ranks but you're super familiar no i would be i would be i mean one of the things that was the biggest difference between all of our uh combinatorial rankings was that i was way lower on justin herbert i will definitely yeah that's actually true man I would take I would take Justin Herbert after Caleb Williams and Drake May um, for like a couple reasons. The first one being he doesn't have any wide receivers right now. They just spent a first round pick on a wide receiver who stinks. Keenan Allen is going to be 32. Mike Williams is going to be coming off of his third season ending injury. Uh, John Harbaugh's ranks in terms of total pass attempts as a team in the NFL. He's never been above 28th in the NFL. He's been dead last in the NFL twice as a head coach at the university of Michigan. He was uh, bottom 10 in all of FBS. So the football bowl subdivision uh, like, like 125 out of 135 in total pass attempts each season. So they might win some more games and Justin Herbert is a really good quarterback who can make lots of throws, but I, I would be, I think he is going to have pretty ask volume but not in a Shanahan offense with these guys who are insane after there are going to be a lot of games where Justin Herbert goes 20 for 28, 214 passing yards, two passing touchdowns in a 24 to 14 win. And uh, he's just not going to be required to score that many fantasy points. And he doesn't run Caleb Williams and Drake may are both going to run. Uh, they're, they're both young. Um, I, I in Superflex, I would definitely hear an argument between Harrison and Herbert could really go either way there. I don't feel super strongly, but I do feel pretty strongly that I would take both Williams and May straight up over Herbert. Yeah, I, I just immediately made that change because I, I think uh, 
I think it's just going to be an off season of us being like, believe who <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is telling you he is. Yeah. Like he's, he hired Greg Roman as his OC. Like if you, I mean, there's already plenty of red flags about how much he was going to pass to begin with, just based on his history. And, you know, I also worry about like how well this is even going to go, given that he had awesome sure. defenses when he was with the 49ers. He's not going to have an awesome defense now, like at all. So maybe in three years or two years, the defense starts to come together in this, this, but they're just, they're going to be frustrating if they play like this with the quality with the shitty defense, defense they currently have. Yeah. They're just going to yeah. be kind of Falconsy, kind of Bearsy, if that if that's how they do it. Harbaugh's not like a Arthur Smith level donkey, I don't think. But no, he's concerning. he's not a he's not a donkey. They're going to win games. They're immediately going to get more competent and more professional. And Greg Roman, the first year he has a quarterback, it's generally their best year. It's generally if you go back and look at the first year he gets a guy in his system, they generally do the best. I think it was Lamar's. Second, yeah, season. but it's usually mobile guys. Yeah, I mean Herbert is mobile, and maybe maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe Herbert will turn it. Remember, uh, Rogers used to be a guy who would run for four hundred yards and four touchdowns a season, more or less. And like that sounds like nothing. I mean, that adds like a huge. I think it's it's something like two and a half points per game or something when you get guys to that level of like think about the difference between Joe Burrow rushing and like half of Josh Allen's rushing stats, basically like it, it, it's a huge, it's a huge difference. You don't even have my, my biggest hot take in the entire rankings on this front screen though. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's see your, it's, it's, your, I have Jordan, Jordan love. love. I, oh, wow. I have Jordan okay. love as my ninth overall player ahead of Joe Burrow, ahead of Anthony Richardson, ahead of Bijan, ahead of St. Brown. McCaffrey, Brees, all these guys. I, I, I am way higher than Jacob and way higher than you. That seems rash. <laughs> it does. It, it, so it does. Like, of course, of course it seems rash, but Jordan love, honestly, he's got everything that you could ask for from a dynasty quarterback. He is young. He just turned 25. He is totally entrenched on the team that he's in there is there like compare him to someone like that we argued about last offseason like justin fields like literally a zero percent chance of any sort of turmoil in his contract situation the team he plays for his coach none of well, that the, what, it, what do you mean that is my concern he's he's not signed past this year and he's, oh, they're just going to give him a blank check he's going to he's going to sign a huge contract he's going to sign five years 180 million dollars so when because if it's before this season, then like wheels up. But if they let him play out this year, he's only due like twelve million. I, I would put his odds of playing out this season at twelve million dollars at like sub fifteen percent. I, I think I think there is no way the Green Bay Packers can look at a guy who uh, got them to a playoff game, won a road playoff game. 7.2 YPA, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. They also, their bad cap season was this last season. So this, the season that they just played was their cap hell season where they had to basically eat the shit on a bunch of bad contracts. They had to eat that. They had to pay some bad defensive players. Um, I think there was uh, consequences of trading Rogers and Adams that they had to eat 
against the cap as well that are going to come off. And the the other thing that is is really juicing me all the way up on him is that he's got, I think by my calculations, like seven good pass catchers, like guys who are all, maybe not great. He kind of does, yeah. So he doesn't have his Jefferson or his Chase yet. They're all fine to, to maybe even better than fine. And that none of them, none of their contracts expire for two more years. They all are on, they're all 24 or younger, and they're all on contracts that don't expire. Watson expires in 2026. But all the rest of them are Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Romeo Dobbs, all these guys, they all don't expire for, for three more years, actually. Well, Okay, so Jordan Love, I probably have him too low at 30th, but you you would have you have him ahead of Anthony Richardson. You have him ahead of Yeah. Like Joe Burrow. Like that's that does seem I, I mean I, I, why I ahead of Richardson. Too, well, because Richardson is he's gotta show me that he can play NFL quarterback without sacrificing his body. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a, a case of he suffers a fluky hamstring injury. It's that this dude is taking head-to-head shots at the goal line. Like, the thing that someone would have argued about Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has proven conclusively he can play quarterback without sacrificing his body too much, right? He ran, I think he had 200 attempts in college, never missed a college game with injury. He missed three games, what, he missed three games in 2022, missed no games this most recent year. Richardson is like the exact opposite where it's like, he just keeps, I mean, he got hurt three times in five games and then, and then was out for the season. I, now I think in the end it was a hand injury that ended up keeping him out. So maybe it was write. shoulder. I think it, he rammed into a guy. You're right. I mean, it's exactly you're what right. you're saying. Okay. He went rammed into dude and he hurt his shoulder and he was done for the year. So and maybe the listeners are are saying to me that I I you you should be betting on the come more than that you know you don't don't wait for the evidence of something you've already seen but what I would say is like you know Lamar is a running quarterback but when's the last time you saw Lamar get laid out I mean have you ever seen Lamar really get I I do not in my memory ever remember Lamar getting like smoked by a linebacker or safety or whatever um yeah, there's just fast. like a there's just like a skill to that and Maybe I'll be wrong about Richardson and he'll run for 15 touchdowns this upcoming year and Jordan Love will regress. You know, he 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 ran for 300 yards and four touchdowns um, this most recent season and maybe all of that will go away and I'll, I'll look like an idiot. But I just feel like it's just kind of basically an, and he plays in this horrible shit division with these terrible defenses. He gets dome games against Minnesota and Detroit every year. Like it just... And it's just also, it's like the Packers just like, they can't keep getting away with it. You know, like it's just kind of, it's kind of like a little bit uh, mimetic, but I, I feel maybe I'm wrong about the Burrow thing, but I feel pretty good about where I have him overall, like as a first round pick in startups. The concern for me just generally is like, he's, he's, if you're investing in quarterback, you know, it's supposed to be kind of like, this, you know, kind of bond level investment, you know, the, the yeah. rookie picks are like your treasury bonds. Like you're just, well, the rookie picks are just literally money that's going to, that's going to exist. But then right. if you're trying to invest in the quarterbacks, you don't want, it's supposed to be a part of your roster. That's a fairly safe investment. And I, I do think that Jordan love who, you know, took forever to get on the field was not 
all that highly thought of by the market at all entering the season. Kind of, we all thought sort of sucked like sucked. by week eight. Like week yeah. eight of this past year, we we're all kind of like, Ugh, Jordan Love isn't it. And then he turned it on, has this great run. But we, I, th- I think it's pretty easy to imagine a world where we're like, oh, wait, Jordan Love sucks. <laughs> you know? And, and, and that, you lose have, a lot of value. Have, and he doesn't have the rushing floor that like, so like the guy that we argued about this last off season, I was actually on the other side of you guys was fields. I was way lower on fields than you guys where I was like, there's just a world where, where the team just says he sucks, but he can suck. Justin Fields can suck and still be a guy that doesn't kill you because he's running so much, which is like literally what happened, which is I think ultimately the team is going to decide they don't want him and they're going to ship him off somewhere else. But he was still awesome for you in fantasy in yeah. 2023 because he ran so much love. Love is, is not love is like burrow. Love is like where it's all about what is surrounding him and about the passing efficiency. And if any of that goes away, it, like we saw with burrow, when, you know, T was banged up when Chase was banged up. It was just like, it was a mess, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's that's my, the, the way that I've solved this is that I, I slotted him just a couple spots in, uh, actually one spot in above Kyler Murray. Um, Jacob's here. What's up, Jacob? Oh, Pat's going to murder me today after I made him uh, get up for this and then slept through my own alarm, but looks like I haven't missed that <laughs> I now thought you were doing lawyer stuff. You slept through your alarm? No, lawyer stuff does not start for an hour and a half. I just purely, oh, uh, I my my starter alarm works, and then I and then I have well, I have a warning alarm, and then I have a real alarm, and the warning alarm hit, uh, and then the real alarm did not hit. So I got up at like six, and then the next time I like got up, I was like, I feel way too refreshed, and it was not six thirty; it was seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, you caught us at a good time. We're arguing about Jordan Love. And I was about to bring up Kyler Murray, who's your boy. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. So we're arguing about Jordan Love, who Davis has at nine. I'm the bear. I'm at 26. But as Davis was, was making the case, I just took him. I put him above Trevor Lawrence. Um, And then you're you're in the middle here. But you've got Kyler Murray at 12. I just Davis just talked me into slotting Love ahead of Murray. Because one of my concerns with love is that we all just come to the conclusion that he's not very good like i kind of feel about kyler murray but why are you still so high just the second year off the acl shows a little bit more but i like is he is Kyler murray good um i don't think it matters that much like i i view kyler kind of similar to how i view hurts i think he's like a fine quarterback who runs and i don't think i think we're i think he's comfortably one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league um, he's played, uh, certainly like if you go back to his second and third years in the league, I think you'd be pretty confident that he was good His fourth year, not so much. And then this past year, like, I don't, I don't put a, t- a ton of weight on this sort of half season post ACL. Um, I think the whole of it speaks to me that he's probably like an average starting quarterback rather than a, a good starting quarterback. But as long as he's one of the best 32, he's going to be running a lot. Um, so I, I feel good about that. And then, you know, love, I think is awesome. Uh, but that's, that's sort of the opposite where there's only so high. You could probably want to rank Jordan love as like a pocket quarterback. Who's also not super young, right? Like it seems like he's younger than he is. He's because 25. It was kind of his first full year starting. 
I think he's what 26 is going to be 27 next year. No, no he's, he's 25. I just, I, I just looked it up. It's he, right, he just it's right here. Okay. Yeah. So he's because he's in the same class as like Burrow and Herbert, right? Like he's not in the, he's not like CJ Stroud. Yeah. So correct. Okay. So it's and as a pocket quarterback. And then we have very limited sample. So like if, if we knew for sure he was as good as he looked down the stretch, then we probably have him ranked what mid to late first, right? Right with like Burrow and Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I that's, that's where, where I have that's him. Where he has him now. So that's so that's, <laughs> so that's fine with me. I, I just feel like I feel like I want to have like some little level of like what if he's not that guy baked into the price, which I'm just uh, I'm sitting I'm there. And I'm thinking, I'm on the clock. I got the wrap pick in a super flex startup. And I'm going, what do I want to do? Do I want to take Joe Burrow, a guy who I don't even really like, who doesn't run, who keeps suffering these season-ending injuries? He's got Jamar Chase and then, you know, T. Higgins, very uncertain. We'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk more about T here in a little bit. Tyler Boyd's going to leave. You know, Charger uh, Bengals fans are absolutely horny for Brock Bowers. I don't think they're going to be able to get him. No, it's, like, I don't, it's, it's just all built up for Jordan Love. Like Jordan Love has this is what I was saying before you got on. Jordan Love has seven pass catchers who are on rookie deals that don't expire for two more years, and they just had their shitty cap season. So if they wanted to sign some wide receiver or some type like whatever, they they could. I don't think they will. I think they'll probably spend money on the defensive side of the ball. But it just feels like a really good spot to be in. And and maybe ultimately I will end up being wrong because of what Pat said, which is they do actually let they make him play out this season on this very team friendly deal that he signed and they don't give him the mega extension. That's I'm so basically what I'm saying is I'm betting against that. I'm saying Oh, I think he's getting up. a big extension. I think he's getting I think he's yeah. getting fifty five mil a year for however many years why wouldn't they do that though because you can franchise tag him after that because because he's if you think jordan love is the guy if you if you think jordan love is him you don't even you don't even want to risk it you don't want to risk any discord you don't want you don't you want no animosity between you and and your franchise quarterback essentially yeah i mean they did just literally have aaron Rodgers, so they probably would like the idea of no animosity uh between like imagine if, if, if the Chiefs played hardball with Mahomes' contract or or if like or like what happened with the Ravens and Lamar. Like that was an uncomfortable situation yeah, but, for everyone. Sure. But Lamar had won MVP, you know, and then played a few seasons after that. Sure. Um Mahomes is Mahomes. This guy had a pretty up and down season, actually, but it ended really up. Yeah, so I, I would argue it might not even matter that much whether he gets the extension or not. Like he played so good, like it, it matters, matters to me because then because then he has to do it again a little. Like he, maybe not quite but, to this extent, but he needs to do it again if he. Yeah, it matters. I guess my argument would be he was so good this year at the end of this year that no matter what, even if he's bad to average next year, he's going to get another opportunity. And so, and and if he's and if he signs the extension and he's horrible for two straight years, then they're probably going to find a way out of it anyway. True. So I feel like either way, he kind of gets two years. Like he gets one freebie year and then he gets one I have to do it year. Like if he's Carson Wentz, actually, and we thought he was an MVP, but he's actually terrible. Like right. it, it'll still take him, I think, a couple of years of being bad before 
or maybe even three years of being bad before teams keep giving him opportunities, kind of whether the, he has that contract or not. But you'd rather him have it for sure. Yeah, the framing for me is what happens if he's like pretty mediocre this year. And if he's got the mm-hmm. contract ahead of that, then I'm still like, I'm like, yo, this dude's one of the lock, the locked in starters in this league that are getting increasingly difficult to find. So he's still going to be super valuable as a trade asset. If he's mediocre and it's about to enter a kind of make it make or break franchise tag year, that's a far less appealing trade asset. So I do think the contract, and I, I do agree with you guys, he's more likely to get the extension than not, and probably probably by a decent margin. But um, I would like him to get it. <laughs> I think that helps for sure. I, I yeah, think it helps. Does. Yeah. Um, Justin Herbert. We Davis talked me into oh, lowering. Yeah. You still have fifth. Are you? I no. I'm moving him down. Harbaugh? Okay, you're moving him no, down. No, that was a. This was a pre Harbaugh, pre Roman ranking. Um, yeah. Spe- especially a pre Roman ranking. Yeah. Like, I'm actually. The I'm more afraid thing. of. I'm more afraid of Roman than Harbaugh. Like I, the Harbaugh thing at first, I had I had talked myself into like, look, he had like a running quarterback with Kaepernick for most of his like like San Fran run and he's had all these like goofs at Michigan and he plays in the Big Ten but like when he had Andrew Locke like you know maybe he's just been waiting for his his like next no they still ran the air out of the ball with Andrew they were Stanford and it was weird like I don't know I'm just like maybe if he actually had a real quarterback he'd throw and then his first action in this hypothetical was like I'm hiring Greg Roman and I'm like oh no okay yeah the Greg Roman thing is such a sign of where his head's at that yeah. like confirms all of our worst fears. Like it's just yeah. not, it's just not good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna move. I'm gonna make some changes. To this. I'm Am I too high Herbert. on Justin Herbert? You think? I the the Jordan Love conversation has me continually questioning. Why do I like I've, Justin I'm Herbert snap, more than Jordan? I'm now? just snap taking. I'm snap taking Jordan Love over Justin Herbert, even though I think Justin Herbert oh, is I'm obviously better than him. Like you know, in a in a total vacuum of quarterbacking skill, but it's just. I don't know. And maybe, maybe I, uh, maybe I just donked it when I did these rankings and I'll go back and I'll see that things clearly in two months and I'll move him down 10 spots or whatever. But I just like coming off of what I just saw Jordan love do for like the last eight weeks of the season. I'm like guy fucking balls. Like that's just, it's, you know, and, and he, he also did that thing that good quarterbacks do where he ran more in big games, which I always, I, I do, I do like to see that just cause he had the ability, you know, like, like 300 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns the season adds like a good amount of points. All right. So let me, let me bring up Jameer Gibbs, who this is a guy, if I, if I'm moving Herbert down a little bit more, I moved him behind Brees and Bijan, but Gibbs is the guy that you guys are not as high on. You have him at 22 and 28. I've got him at 16 right now. Uh, that's, that's hard to hear. It's what, it's just because it's, oh it's hard it's hard to hear it's hard to hear I don't like being the low guy. Oh, I thought I had a sound oh, issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just sorry. The only the, no, it's not, the it's only not reason the hard to hear. It's emotionally hard to hear. <laughs> the uh, the only reason I have him outside of the top twenty is because he's a running back. It doesn't really it doesn't really have anything to do with Jameer Gibbs and and also. You know they're re-signing David, like David Montgomery, not going nowhere. No, he's I guess under contract this year. Yeah, he's yeah, under contract. He's, like, well, he's under him. contract. Yeah, but this yeah, dude doesn't replay him. This guy's this guy's gonna finish next season on a tear 
and then Montgomery is maybe going to walk the year after, but we're all going to be like, he's going to walk, even if he doesn't end up walking. And then yeah. we're going to be, Jameer Gibbs is potentially, potentially Jameer Gibbs could be like the clear-cut RB1 after this season, I think. He's in a perfect spot. Okay. How many games do you think Jameer Gibbs had uh, more than four receptions over the latter half of the season? Probably like two. Didn't he in the playoffs? It really oh, well, wasn't counting the playoffs, but oh well, it's it's easier if you just don't count the last games he had. Oh no, okay, I'll count the playoffs. Sure, actually, I'll count oh no, the damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, three, zero, zero from week wow. nine through the end of the playoffs. Wow. Not not a single one. Um, like I think what what kind of happened with Gibbs? I love Gibbs. Uh, or, or I guess I don't anymore, but I did and still claim to. Um, I still claim to. <laughs> uh, was like we all thought originally, like my thesis was, oh, like Monty will get a bunch of carries and probably a bunch of goal line work. But Gibbs will get some carries and he'll get a ton of receptions. And, and that didn't really happen. He has like a pretty average receiving role, but he was just so efficient and so good. And he actually makes in some goal line carries. That we were like, oh, good enough. Like this works and it, it worked out. So we didn't, I think, look into why. Um, I guess my question is like, how much better do you think it can get next year for Gibbs than it was this year? Like he already was extremely efficient in terms of like- He's got to get, he's got to get to, I mean- he, he could get more receiving work, but I guess I would feel yeah. better about- like, I would feel better about his, like, sustainability of his profile if it was, like, oh, he had 80 receptions. Then, like, he broke off a bunch of long runs. Because, like, you can't really break off more long runs. Like, that's that's harder to add to. Um, and I also feel like he kind of got as much goal line work as is As he's going like, to. Yeah. Like, they, like they, they let him stay you... in. Like, sometimes, sometimes, like, I would watch, and then and I would see him still in there inside the five, and I felt guilty. Like, I felt like I got away with some sort of crime. Like, he would still be on the field. Uh, and I was like, oh, this, is, not, this is nice. I'm not sure where you're getting this receiving stat from. He had uh, 11 receptions in week 11, four receptions in week 12, uh, four receptions in week 16. Yeah, four receptions in the wild card round, four receptions in the divisional round. Yeah. I had I had more than four. More so than four. four. Oh, okay. Four. Okay. Where's the eleven? What eleven am I missing? No, six receptions in week eleven. Six receptions. So we so there was one. In week there 11. was one. There was one the and five yeah. five in week oh, is eight. One. Okay. I don't nine know. Yeah, in week yeah. seven. I, I was I was going from week nine on, like I said, latter half, but I don't see the six. I don't know. It's six receptions uh, against the Bears in week eleven. If I oh, if okay. I. If I can I give the bear case the for uh, the Jameer Gibbs, the Jameer Gibbs. Also, four receptions are good. So I just there's three of those that we we should also. Also, he had nine receptions in week seven, and five receptions in week eight. So the week nine yeah, started. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's why. I, as this I said, latter half. I said latter half. This, latter but half. this is very crafted to make him look bad when he was actually. No, he actually did it, have a decent the, amount of receiving work. But, but it started higher and then it tapered off a bit. That was. But my is that point. is that bad he's a rookie right so the fact that it started that high right. is already super impressive so yeah you'd like to well, see well i think it was indicative of how they had planned on using him before montgomery got injured which was he was clearly the pace and space guy right. and montgomery right. was going to be the ram uh if i could provide the bull case for what would you like his workload to be i would point to 
you know, I, a lot of people have made the stylistic comp to Chris Johnson. I think it's a little bit different because he's not such a pure home run hitter. I, and I will give him the greatest compliment I can pay a modern running back, which is to Jamal Charles. So Jamal Charles in uh, 2009 led the Chiefs in rushing 190 rushing attempts in 15 games. He was targeted 55 times. He scored eight touchdowns. So you would realistically look at that and be like, oh, he was the fucking best running back in the NFL. They're going to feed him the ball next season. They signed Thomas Jones in free agency. Thomas Jones then leads the team with 245 rushing attempts and even gets 20 targets in the passing game and scores six touchdowns to Charles's eight. The next season was the torn ACL season for Jamal Charles. And then finally, in 2012, we were treated to the unbelievable uh, Jamal Charles leading the team in rushing undisputed experience. So it's it's kind of one of those things where if it followed on a linear progression, I think I would be on Pat's side. But these things just tend to not go that way when the other guy on the team is someone that the team likes, which they definitely do with Monk. Like, Montgomery is just a limiting factor in a way that Tyler Algier will not be for Bijan or Israel Abanacanda won't be for Brees. Yes, I'm glad you brought up those guys because that's like I, I that's where I feel I think most about it is is not as much like denigrating Gibbs and more like I think basically the way you guys have it ranked, like you Pat basically have them ranked as a, as a group of three, whereas Davis and I have like the two and then a break and then Gibbs. And I think that's where it is for me. It's like David said, like, why is he in the top 20? Because he's a running back. I kind of feel the same way. And I guess I'm I'm only willing to sort of make the exception with Brees and Bijan, where I just see like clear cut paths to getting 280 to 320 carries and 70 to 80 to 90 targets. Like I just don't see anything standing in their way from just getting an absurd amount of touches. And I believe in them as players for the efficiency point. Whereas Gibbs... Like the path for him is just, I think, a little bit muddier because I, I struggle to see him getting tons and tons of carries. And so it's going to need to either come through efficiency or receptions and to have like that legendary season probably come through both. Um, and he's capable of that, but it's just not quite as clear cut, which is why I have him like a tier back of Bijan and Brees. Like I, I guess I, fores- I foresee a lot of 17 and 18 point per game seasons from Gibbs, which is great, but it's, it's not quite like, like, I feel way more confident in the 2022 20, point per game seasons for Bijan and, and Brees. Um, why is that not as much the case for you? It isn't specifically with Bijan, where I think Brees, Brees is now at the point where he's entering year three. We're, you know, hoping for a full season from Rodgers. He was amazing down the stretch. And you're basically like, honestly, in some ways, maybe Brees should be like in his own category I, yeah yeah you're shocked shocked that this is coming from me but he's he's the guy where you could actually get a legendary season and then you know he increases substantially in value as well whereas like yeah. McCaffrey just had a legendary season and it's gonna you know it just kind of keeps him in yeah. place like McCaffrey needs to do the unreal just to maintain value Brees would actually increase I don't really feel that confident in Bijan being able to put together a season like that. We don't know who their quarterback is. Obviously, if they get like a Cousins or something, I'd feel much better about his chances of, of getting there. But the chance they have like Fields or Russ, like I, I don't think those guys are going to set up. I think he'd be, I think he honestly, I think he'd be, he'd be fine with Russ. with Russs. Yeah. Maybe. Not I mean, with Russ, Fields. Not Russ with Fields. Russ is a big check no, down guy. Down. Yeah. I, 
Russ it's, has kind of become a bit more of a check down guy. Like the Denver running backs yards per route run was like pretty bonkers this year. Yeah, fair. Okay, maybe Russ would be okay. But the other problem with Russ is that Russ might get benched halfway through the I mean, it could be like a Russ. We might be we, we might be back to Heineke by like week nine. Do <laughs> worse. <laughs> so anyway, my uh, this is not to say I don't think like I have um Bijan at nine in my best ball ranks, which is exactly even with ADP. So I think he's a fine pick. But like, am I as confident that he's gonna absolutely crush this season? I'm not. However, my thing with Robinson is he's still one of the guys who can just have like he can have a good season and maintain value. Um, if he has a great season, he's gonna increase in value. That's pretty rare at running back, but I feel the same way about Gibbs. I think if Gibbs has a strong season. He will increase in value in part because Montgomery could be out. His contract is is over after this year. So there's like a future situation yeah. that looks bright. And I feel good about Gibbs's chances of having a good season. I also have him uh, at ADP or one spot ahead. He's he's a 10th in my best ball ranks. So I'm like, I got I, for this year outlook, I have Bijan and Gibbs like back to back. And if anything, Gibbs's future might look brighter after 2024 because the quarterback situation is is more solid, and a, a quarterback and a, the other competition will be leaving after this year. Whereas Tyler Algier has one more year after this year. Not that he'll be a big thorn in Robinson's side necessarily, but he he's solid, think, and, and we'll I think continue. We've seen the last of Tyler Algier. Uh, probably I think with our I think probably. as Arthur Smith left, Tyler Algier um updated his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. Did, I don't know why I brought it up. Did Arthur Smith get hired by uh Pittsburgh Steelers? Steelers 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 are trading a fourth round pick for Tyler Algier. I mean, just you know <laughs> that happens and I'm so tilted. Yeah, oh they need Janu. I mean Janu Janu uh working in there, the, the 13 personnel with Darnell Washington and uh well and that's Jack what I was about Driver. to bring up. Darnell Washington's about to go off, guys. That's that's the backup tight end. Uh, I think no, I think Connor Darnell Hayward, Washington. I believe. I believe I believe they're probably going to convert Darnell Washington to a lineman, which was my fear when we were doing this exercise last year. He just is simply too good at blocking. Uh, well, I haven't given you guys on dibs, but I am right. So uh, just no, you, you, you you may very well be right. Um, I'll, maybe I'll move him up a little bit. I'm going to try. To, it's I, a safe I, I, place to say, store running back value. There's three safe places to store running back value in the whole league. Are there any? Are there any safe store running back value? I, well, no. I think not I think really, those. I think those safe, three. safe relative. Safe relative to the rest of the running backs. Absolutely. Like I, I feel. Yes. Like all right. And to be clear, like, I, I had this conversation with Gibbs about someone, and I sorry, I will. I'll. I'll uh, stop in a sec. But like, I'm not selling Gibbs generally. Um, I'm basically only selling Gibbs for Bijan or Brees if I can do that move and not give up that much to someone who who sees them all very similarly. That's fair. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sam if you Laporta. if you went to me and, and tried to get me Gibbs for my Robinson and I got a little extra, I'd probably do that. And I also yeah. think that's a fair move. So I, I get that. Sam Laporta turned 23 last month. Yeah. He led all of tight ends in fantasy football scoring. As a 22-year-old, as oh, do a I have like way lower than you guys? You got even him. Look at rank, so this is a lovely. You've surprise. got him so much lower than. I guess I hate the Lions. I, I don't know. 
and and honestly, <laughs> yeah, what honestly, the hell, man? I'm looking. I'm how, looking how long am I on Amon Ra? Do, do I have every line? Like, <laughs> you are the lowest on Amon Ra. Yeah. Because <laughs> I maybe oh, maybe you are projecting them to make some kind of personnel move this offseason that no. that dilutes the target share if, or am something. I, am, I, am I like really high on Jameson? Maybe I don't know. I don't think maybe, so. Maybe you will be. I don't know. I don't think I am. But like Laporta, Laporta feels like a guy who, if he does this again, no, you're super low on Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> you hate the Lions. This dude. You know, this the, the, fun, the funniest. The funniest would be if I was just like super amped on golf. <laughs> no, I don't think you I have golf. You have golf twenty spots ahead. That would be really good. You are the lowest. Right in line on golf. You are consistent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. I'm gonna look up my Montgomery ranking. So oh no. Oh. Please You're be. the lowest on Montgomery. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't like the Lions. Why am I so wow. high on Montgomery? I, really I don't like even really team. believe Why that. are you so high? You have him 85th? Good God. I mean, I'm getting bailed out here because I put the rookies in mind. So I like uh, him. I like him more. I, I like him more than Austin Eckler, who I like. Wow, past unranked. showing off with his Trey Benson ranking. Ooh. Yeah, yeah you like that? I, I, I put the first... Uh, I, well, actually, I don't think I put any of the rookies in this copy because I didn't you know they were even updated when I put them in, but... I have I have like the first seven rookies solidly ranked in mine, and then after that I I've just put the picks. I was like, all right, I've I've done enough research yet, but nice. Where, Trey Benson. I, I like Trey Benson. I, I think he he feels a little Cam Akersy to me in a in a before yeah. the Achilles tear kind of way. Um, nice. But does this does this feel right to you for the top three, Jacob? Oh, Williams, let's see. Where do I have him? Uh, I have Williams ten, Harrison. Uh, actually, well, I have Williams ten, May fourteen, uh, Harrison eighteen. And what okay. do you have? 10, 11, 12. Do you have the same order? Or do you have Harrison two? I have Harrison three. Yeah, so I have okay. the same I order. Have Harrison yeah. three as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So pretty um, pretty similar. I'm very high on May. I don't I don't understand why I people too. are higher on May. He's like, he's an incredible. Like he's popping as an process. incredible prospect. Thanks yeah, for bailing me out of this. Why do you hate Sam Laporta sequence? Yeah, you you literally. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think there's an argument in tight end premium, given how bad tight end is and how certain I am that Laporta is good, that I'm too low on him having him at 19. That that he actually should be like five spots higher. So okay, so yeah, go ahead, Jacob. Because I, I actually think I might be on your side here, even though I have him higher than you. Okay, so a big part of this is. Like one reason why I've always been so bullish on ranking the tight ends in the past is because it's just been such a scarce position where it's always been like old man Kelsey and Andrews, and then it's like whatever young guy we're we're excited about, which is you know for the previous couple of years. Jacob is about to tell us the tight end is actually it's... deep. <laughs> tight end is actually deep, guys. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this before. Um, well, okay. Here's well, here's here's the. Here's Every single year, tight end is deep, and then it's a fucking disaster in season. I've okay, already so. heard people make the case for 2024. They've already said the tight end is deep in 2024. And I think they have a good point. How big is tight end 12, dude? If you think that's deep, I got a fucking riverfront property in Idaho. Okay. So. So I, don't, I, don't... I got a timeshare for you, buddy. <laughs> All right, so okay, I don't know. I don't know if tight end is actually deep, but I don't think it's really scarce at the top either. Like it, it used to be like a few elites, and then it, or or often really a few people that we thought were elite, 
Travis Kelsey, who actually was, and then like a barren wasteland. Whereas at this point in time, like, I mean, frankly, if the top of tight end isn't elite, then, you know, one of these guys like Sam Laporte is probably disappointing because there's a lot of guys that have um, a reason for optimism towards the top half. Like, especially in terms of young tight ends, you know, the alternatives, if Sam Laporte had come up and done the same thing in a vacuum like four years ago, who would have been the alternative to him as a young, promising, potentially elite tight end? Nobody. But now Trey McBride exists. Dalton Kincaid exists. Um, Kyle Redacted exists. You know, there's. I don't know. I'm not other certain. Options. I'm not certain. Brock, Dalton Brock Kincaid Bowers really exists. exists. Brock, Brock Bowers, Bowers exists. exists. That's a huge one. Um, and so, well, Brock Bowers is either going to less... be a, a Titan or a Charger. So, how does that make you guys feel about how many well, he's been, points he's going to score? Uh, he's been getting I very commonly him. mocked to the Indianapolis Colts, and I would prefer that we just treat him as though he's a Colt until such time that that's proven not. Right. <laughs> well, okay, well, he won't be a Colt, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna go top there. 10 i think i think he's definitely the reason he doesn't go top 10 in these mocks is because people are like i don't know tight ends they don't usually go the the nfl is gonna love this dude he's a blocker he's he plays his heart out uh he's crushed since the day he stepped foot on a college football field he's he's a little undersized but i think he, he'll test well so he's a great receiver like he's going top 10 and I actually don't mind him at all on the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are going to run too much, I mean, but he's going to be a part of that. Take an offensive tackle. Oh God. Yeah. Well, that's that's the most like if I I would like to bet Joe Alt the Chargers right now. Yeah, I think that's what I put in the mock draft I did the other day. Well, yeah, that's that's fair, but it doesn't have to. You know, he could go to honestly. I don't really even. He's one of those guys I don't necessarily go to the Jets. I can much. see him on the Jets. Jets would be fun. Assuming Rodgers is, you know, functional. Yeah. But yeah, he's um, he's going to be he's he's going to be kind of. I think he'll be pretty fine wherever he goes because he's going to be a part of their run blocking, which means he'll be a part of their play action game, which means he'll have touchdown upside even if it's not a pass. So ultimately, the thing is, is I disagree yeah. with all of this because it's Actually, all my tight end one. I mean, I I I think that's kind. I honestly, I think that's kind of defensible. But Wait, so what, what do is, you disagree with? I think Bowers one is defensible if you really think he's that elite of a prospect and if the landing spot is really good. But ultimately, Laporta is a 23-year-old tight end who just led all of fantasy tight ends in scoring, who plays uh, ten of his nine of his games every season in a dome. He, I think, is unlikely to see a huge leap in target competition from anyone. I, I would be surprised if their marquee addition was a free agent wide receiver and. You know, we say this all the time, Pat. Tight end is just an insanely hard position to learn. It's like insanely hard it to is. be good at it right away in the NFL. Yeah. And Laporta was Laporta played, I, I think, eighty five percent of the snaps in his first ever NFL game in that game against Kansas City. Like he just is locked in. He he really is no different than Mark Andrews or or any of these guys well, that we've loved. He is though. He, he is, is. He is a little different. Like he's not as much of a downfield guy. And this is like maybe sure. too nitpicky on my end. I guess like stylistically, my like nitpick with Laporta, and it applies even more to Kincaid than to Laporta. But like 1.76 yards per run, very good for a rookie, incredible. Um, 
but not like truly elite. Like it's not the two plus where we see like Mark Andrews and George Kill hang out. It's it's not. Even, I mean, Trey McBride was at two point oh three this year as another young tight end. I think he has a case for tight end one overall in dynasty. To be honest, uh, seven point one a dot is okay. Like it's you know he has especially in college really flashed a lot of yak ability. He has the athleticism, um, and he's been a force at the goal line. So I, I don't think it's like he's like some like Hunter Henry type or whatever. But I guess I view Laporta probably like for doing an archetypal thing. I think he's probably like a better TJ Hawkinson, but I don't know that he's like a Mark Andrews or better, or better, Travis better TJ Hawkinson, better TJ Hawkinson with 145 targets can like pretty easily be tight end one in this environment. I think. Yeah, yeah. although he got the 145 with a couple playoff games. Uh, yeah, 120 in the regular season for what's worth. So I. Yeah, my thing is, is we get up into these kind of upper echelon prices, and I, I'm behind market on Laporta in best ball um, because he's not the number one on his team. And that's that's what, and is he ever going to be the number one on his team? Probably not. Like, no. uh, Aminra is going to resign there. He's a clear top wide receiver. He's better yeah. than Laporta as a receiver. Like, he just is. Even if Laporta sure. takes a step forward, that will be the case. Uh, Aminra is awesome. Uh, Aminar is also a perfect fit with Goff, who also I think is part of the reason we like Laporta, like those short underneath targets, peppering guys with targets. So the Goff part of it is, it, it, you know, he's part of the bull case, but also he's so locked in with Aminar, that's not going to change. So you're looking, I think the Hawkinson, better Hawkinson is a great way to put it because he's just like a really good number two option in the passing game. But as he ages, that will become less and less fun and just sort of more like a nice thing to have as opposed to a really exciting thing to have. So that's sure. where I, I just have a hard time. This feels almost he potentially like a sell as someone where you're like, I don't think he ever elevates to, you know, I that's actually kind of, you're, you're kind of selling me like I think my ranking is still probably right market wise, but I think you could tell me that given all of this uncertain context, he actually is a pretty good sell. Like if you could sell him for let's call it Rashi rice and uh, what a late first, uh, early second, the two Oh two. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah. where do you guys have McBride compared to Laporta? Well, I didn't rank I didn't rank him initially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So David has the Here's what James has McBride. <laughs> not but I, I really liked I really liked McBride too because I, I don't know if you guys had this experience. I, I have them got back to back about twenty-three before I was like, everyone sucks. They all suck. Everyone here. I, I got to uh Jameer Gibbs and Alave, and then that's when I just started having an insanely hard time ranking guys. And so I was like Trey McBride, this awesome young player, 2.03 yards per route run. And, and, and I'm more of a Kyler guy than Karain is. So, like, I, I thought that was just kind of a – I think it's like a I, – I think I am I seem higher on the young tight ends maybe than you guys just in general. Well, I think I'm I, – I, I have McBride. Maybe you have him higher. Well, I, I see – Well, you got to rank McBride if you want to – It's, hard, you wanna, hard, to yeah, get, it's hard to get higher. Than I zero. did. I moved him in. I moved him in. Yeah, you can't beat zero. <laughs> I don't know. He's not showing up for some reason. Um, yeah, I'm 34, which is one spot behind where I have Laporta. And I, I guess it's tricky because he was more impressive than Laporta. Uh, like had over two yards per route run, 
had um, higher. He's more efficient than Laporta. I, I do think some of Laporta's volume is is impressive as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but but part of that is because McBride didn't start off like it wasn't like he was like his volume was very very high. Like his targets per route run was higher than Sam Laporta's was. It was just that for the and his route participation over the latter half of the year, I, I think, was equal or better. Like it was just on the full season started the year playing behind Ertz, which is why I think the volume is is a little bit trailing. But like if you look from post Ertz, which like I, I know splits, but like um like then then he's higher route participation, he's higher targets per route run, he's higher yards per route run, he's higher target share, he's he's just higher um across the board. I also like you're two player and like I, I you know I don't think that we should just entirely I guess throw aside that like they decided to play Zach Ertz ahead of him for a year and a half and two separate coaching staffs decided to do that. Makes me think a little less of the coaching staff, but uh, it's, it's, it's something. Um, And it also is true that like, he was just in the dream environment, right? Like he was in this like kind of broken offense with a bunch of backup quarterbacks and then like mm-hmm. Kyler working his way back and, and, and Hollywood Brown Hollywood had loving. Hollywood had 17,000 heel injuries and like couldn't play and, and exclusively else, running right? 90 yard clear out routes like nothing Hollywood Brown got uh I'm confidently going to say zero targets within uh 10 yards of line of scrimmage right so I, I get it like everything was working in his favor but I guess the thing is, like, at first, that was kind of my thought for the first few weeks of this. I was like, wow, he's just getting spammed with targets as everything breaks around him. But, like, if that was really the case, like, he wouldn't have over two yards per run, right? Like, he he was in this environment that was very favorable for him volume-wise, but not very favorable for him efficiency-wise. And he was efficient in spite of that. So I think he should get credit for that. Um, and and that's why I end up being very high on him. I do have Laporta higher just because of the him doing it as a rookie and, and not taking a sort of circuitous path. But I, I am legitimately excited for McBride. He'll probably be in the same position as Laporta after the draft ends, right? Like we would suspect that pretty decent chance that that's the Marvin Harrison Jr. They're gonna, spot, but it might they're not. likely to get Marvin Harrison, yeah. We'll see. Maybe, maybe the Patriots do it. Maybe the Patriots do it, yeah. Although even neighbors, I think, would have a... God, least a how shitty would it be to have to watch Marvin Harrison Jr. play as a rookie for the Gerard Mayo Mac Jones know, New England Patriots? <laughs> Christ. By the way, I, I've got McBride at 37. I just import, I inputted... Uh, I had to add a row, so I think I, I messed up oh, a you, you, little bit. Okay. But I, I really I've got enjoyed exa- the raw Davis reaction of just like Christ. <laughs> it's terrible, dude. I mean, like I, I refuse. I know we're all talk. we're all hoping Daniel Steele's there, just as like the sacrificial lamb. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jaden, <laughs> but I mean, but we ultimately, need this. ultimately, the thing that's best for everyone is for the Patriots to trade away from this pick. Like, just do not, don't put yourself in a position. Trade, trade out all take, the picks, please. The, the best thing is they just take, they just sit there and they just take Joe Alt and they just be a useless franchise in peace. Okay, yeah. just this is kind of neither here nor there, but if, if they took J.J. McCarthy to be the next in the line of anonymous white quarterbacks playing for the New England Patriots wow. after Tom Brady leaves, like put you put Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, and J.J. McCarthy in a lineup, and you all and they all put their helmets on, and you have to say, all right, this one is this one. <laughs> that one's Bailey. That one's Mac. That one's McCarthy. I don't think you could do it. By the way, speaking of, of the, the Harbaugh red flags, 
he has a quarterback who literally might go first round and NFL evaluators are like, I don't know. We didn't really get to see much from him. We didn't get to see shit from him. Once he gets in an NFL system, maybe he'll, he'll actually be pretty good. By the way, that's, that's the quarterback he referred to as the greatest in Michigan history. (laughs) Pretty funny. Pretty funny. So, so good. He let him throw like eight times against Penn State. (laughs) It's so good. They can't, he can't be evaluated by scouts. Now, I mean, McCarthy. He is will be drafting Blake Horan for the Chargers, and I'm excited about that. Uh, McCarthy is kind of interesting for this conversation because if he ends up being a first round pick to a team that has a starter that we presume to be entrenched or whatever, that just like there are a lot of ways that that could go. That I mean, he could he could ruin a bunch of guys. He could help a bunch of guys. Like it just he is he is kind of fascinating for this exercise. I, yeah, I throw I him in. He'll be fine. One hundred one. Um, rookie fifteen, which is probably a little late he's for a first go, round he's gonna, quarterback. Yeah, he's going to be in the first that. round. Yeah, he probably will go in the first round. Probably go higher. I'm okay not being in on McCarthy though. Like I, I think, uh, I'm not a I huge. Think I, I think he goes to. I think he goes to Denver. Yeah. Yeah, feels, and this rank he, will like, probably look bad. He just so feels maybe to me like up. a like a uh, Sean Payton quarterback. Like I, I think like Sean Payton wants to run the ball a lot. I think he wants to get the ball out on time, and and I just see McCarthy as being like a like a viable robot for him to like distribute twenty four passes per game. Yeah, I should probably have him ahead of Nick's. He's going to get drafted ahead of Nick's. I like Nick's better. I think Nick's is more. Fun oh no, this is this is the classic guy who doesn't watch yeah. college football mistake. I I can't oh, no, I can't really? do it with Nick's. Like Bo Nix was the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life at Auburn for like multiple years. And I understand that he's great at Oregon. Those were years. That was that was several years ago, Jacob. I know, but we're we're into Jordan Love now. The only thing that matters is what happened last year. I just true. Like you're. This is the same thing that's holding me up on Daniels, man. Like because like I've been in twenty twenty one in the wilderness. Jaden Daniels drafted sucked. Like like I drafted Jaden Daniels in Devi like after his freshman year, and I have been on this roller coaster of like, oh, that's a dead pick. Like I mean, as well just cut him. To like, oh, he's the third overall pick. Like, what? It's it's crazy. But Nix was worse. Nix was like a, a legitimate like butt of a joke for multiple years. Like, if you wanted to just like name a bad college quarterback, like the first name to come to your mind would be Bo Nix. Was Bo and Nix. it's it's crazy that he became good at Oregon. I don't know. I just if he's good in the NFL, then like I don't even, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Like, it's, like it, like it would for be, example, it would be wild. I'm so biased for- against him. For example, these were some of the results when Bo Nix was a 21-year-old junior at Auburn, his final season before he transferred. He lost to Penn State with zero passing touchdowns. Uh, They were completely non-competitive. He lost to Georgia with zero passing touchdowns. He lost to Texas A&M. Texas A&M, who fired their coach and paid him $100 million or $87 million to not be their coach anymore, 20 for 41 completed 48% of his passes for 153 yards and no touchdowns. And his final game at Auburn, he lost to Mississippi State. Mississippi State, a team that was coached by Mike Leach and won 70. Like, the, the dude yeah, he had 11, He had 11 passing touchdowns in 10 games and a 7.1 yards per attempt yeah. in his third year. All right. Well, let me but let me all of this is true of Jaden Daniels, too. Jaden Daniels, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions as a 21-year-old yeah. at Arizona State. It's tough. So he's cooler because he runs a lot. Because <laughs> he does run a lot. Yeah. No, I have Daniels ahead, but um <laughs> yeah. the the reasons that I'm 
kind of kind of interested in Knicks. Uh, I definitely had I should have McCarthy ahead just for draft capital for sure. But the the NFL seems fairly high on Knicks. I keep seeing stuff like yeah. it'll be you know the, the three top guys. McCarthy is going to go higher than you think, and then also keep an eye on Bo Nix. That seems to be yeah. and then like Penix is like in a higher class than Penix. Penix is probably third round. Um, is yeah. is kind of how I'm feeling. Is he's a backup? Yeah, but Bo Nix pops in my stuff as being really good under pressure. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes plays, doesn't take sacks. Um, so I think that the NFL is going to like that. Like this is a kind of pocket yeah. quarterback who plays well under pressure. Like that's a pretty. He's sort of like reverse Desmond Ritter. You know, he kind of does all the things well that Desmond Ritter doesn't do. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't run. We don't like that. But um, you, you know what vibes I'm getting from Bo Nix, Ryan Nassib. Remember when Ryan Nassib was mocked as a first round pick? Yeah. Am I too old? Is that, is that I can too see. Old of a okay. Reference? That's I, I completely wiped. I, I can see. Nassib. I was gonna. I was gonna give you a different Ryan. I, if I'm Ryan Mallet. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I was gonna go Mallet. Oh. But is he like just like a? In terms of like a big guy, an old prospect, Tannehill would like, be a win. It's like functionally mobile. Tannehill like, would be a big as a, as a good arm. Like I, I could see like Tannehill would be my like optimistic comp for for him. Not not Mallet. Honestly, one guy that popped up in some of my uh, stuff was was Mitch Trubisky. Okay, because another guy, Mitch Trubisky, also like you don't think because he's he's so bad, but he he also doesn't make a lot of mistakes under pressure. He like throws the ball away and he like only will throw to his first right. read. He like I guess I was thinking more like journey comps because Mitch was like a one year starter, right? Yeah, that's Whereas true. Nick's Nick's was Nick's was like a seventeen year starter. That's true. Yeah, in, in that in that way, it's a weird comp. <laughs> but yeah, the stylistic for sure. <laughs> yeah, but here's the other thing about Nick's. Okay, I have Will Levis at eighty four. You guys have him at fifty four and seventy one. Will Levis probably currently sucks, and hey, yet, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. I I'm like I watch. Like, I have no numbers based case. I'm so happy Davis is higher on him than me. I was yeah, really I'm it's, it's all it's, it's literally vibes based on Levis. He's well. Look, I I don't think it isn't like how could you have him rank so high? I'm saying you have him rank so high for a reason, which is that it's hard to find quarterbacks with upside. Yeah. who are locked into multiple years of starting, which Levis is on this rookie deal. Knicks will probably look yeah. a little bit like Levis after this year. And McCarthy will oh, too, I which agree. is why I needed to move him up. Where we're like, I don't know. I don't know how good he is. He might be good, but he's starting next year, and he's going to start the year after that too. Yeah, how I have no objection Levis? to this, uh, Bo Nix. You have him at like 93. Like that's um, – let me just pull up. Um, I don't have the players slotted in past like 107. I just have picks because I'm a coward. But if I if I were to guess, I would have had him slotted into like 110, 111, 112 range, whatever. And uh, um, yeah, it looks like I would have him in like the 73 to 86 range. So I'm I'm all on board with that. Okay, um, let's let's go back up and talk some of these. This like. Cluster of wide receiver. I'm pretty interested in just – I think people want to get our thoughts on, like, any thoughts to share? I mean, we're all pretty aligned, I think, on this top group. We're all in – we're buying Puka. Um, I don't know. Anything interesting to say about this tier of receivers or the one after with Rashid Rice, 
and Puka jumping and Tank Dell jumping into well, yeah, this I, tier. I was low. Who do I like more I than you guys? Every name ice. I look at, I'm the low guy. I'm like every. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you're out on everyone. I like anyone. You have you have all the quarterbacks higher than we do. I think is the. Oh, I have the quarterbacks. Oh, and you know what? It also, is is I have 2024, 101, 2024, 102, 103, 104, okay. 105, 106, like stuck yeah. in here, and that pushes everybody else down. Yeah. So he, I've just sorted. So your ranks are. Are, are what? What uh. I mean, this is probably the most interesting guy we haven't talked about yet. What do you, where do you guys, where did we all have Kyron Williams? Oh, that is a good one. That is a very good one. Where do I have Kyron Williams? Because I consciously, I consciously kind of wanted to be low on him. And I wonder if I, oh was. yeah, I'm, I'm low by a lot. I, well, I, I, I thought, I thought I was low at 40. Yeah. Uh, 58 is, is a tough ranking, I guess. Um, Come on. You got to have him over Kenneth Walker. I do I have I to don't know, man. Walker? I I could go. I could like. I, 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 I am behind, I have behind Ken Walker. You have, you have him twenty-two picks ahead. I can't get because you on this. I, I for I foresee. Davis's rankings are two separate beings. Like because Davis I can will close make a my eyes. And make a comment, and then they're like entirely different. Because can't you guys close your eyes and see both things with Kyron Williams? He is like Kyron Williams. He just he just duplicates exactly what he just did, and he ends up in a, a the the ass end of a timeshare with whatever rookie running back you know with with uh, with Trey Benson. They 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 spend a second round pick on a running back for the nineteenth consecutive season. You know, Kenneth Walker is in a timeshare with with Zach Charbonnet. Like, <laughs> what are yeah. you what you're worried about? It's already happened. To, to okay, this, Kenneth Walker. Here's the thing. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. The dude can is ball. Good. Yeah. Okay, here, yeah. here's the thing. I've been a lifelong Kenneth Walker bear. And it, and unfortunately, like, it all changed when I needed Ken Walker to advance me through on that Monday night game against the Eagles that he did it successfully. <laughs> and it made me think of him in an entirely different light. Um, <laughs> to be entirely honest. Like, you had a bias revelation? Like, it, it was. It really was. Uh, no, I think it's just... It was... Ken Walker had, I guess, if I'm trying to make a realistic case for this, and I'm I'm going to change. I'm going to switch this up. I'm going to put Kyron ahead of Ken Walker as soon as we're, we're done this. So I, I give up. I white flag. But my argument <laughs> would be, like, Ken Walker does a thing that no one's ever going to take away from an NFL field. Like, he is one of the best explosive yeah. runners in the NFL. And that assures him a certain floor where, like, no team in the NFL is going to have him on their team and not give him enough carries to do that trade well. Um, that doesn't guarantee that he's going to get all of the short yardage work over more reliable guys. It doesn't guarantee that he's going to get all the all of the receiving work over better receivers. But I think he has like a floor. And if all of the rest of it comes around, then that potential efficiency and that explosion gives him a, a really high ceiling. Whereas with Kyron, to me, it's a little bit more all or nothing. Like his his like magical trait is doing everything competently. But he doesn't really do, like, unless you have something that pops on your end. But, like, I don't know that he has. No, I don't. He doesn't really pop for me at all. That he is special at. Like, I think he's, like, a good enough receiver. And he's a great pass blocker, which helps him stay on the field all the time. And he's, like, a a reliable runner who makes the right decisions. But he doesn't really have the athleticism to translate that into massive plays. Like, so I just feel like he's a little bit more at the whims of his environment. Where, like, if a coaching staff ever woke up one day and be like, I like vanilla ice cream fine, but what if I tried chocolate? Like then all of a sudden he's like he's rotting in the sun. That's the thing. Kyron has no insulation. He doesn't have efficiency insulation, draft capital insulation, 
real like what he's got he's got none you know at all he doesn't uh, yeah no i he's scary he's very scary um if he's going higher than this then i would you know generally be on the move off to something safer we, we talk about the guys who you know a safe place to store running back value kyron is an extremely unsafe place to store running back value but there's a good chance he scores like 20 points per game this year. So that's, that's this is last where, yeah, this is yeah, where we get is. into the context of these. It's hard to do one size fits all dynasty rankings on, on shit like this, because like, if I like, for example, Corrine, um, we have that auction league that we're in and like, I'm, I have a good team there. You kind of need to cap. I won, but I kind of need I to talked about how I tanked you for like three years and then you won the league. You dunked all over me. Wow. Well, I got 160 points in the semifinal from George Pickens and Amari Cooper. So, you know, it's, it's I'd rather be lucky than good. But point being, that team is about to age out now because the guys I traded for were already old. So they're probably on like, this is probably their last ability to contribute. I would for sure trade for Kyron Williams in that league where it's like, I just, I really, I'm probably getting a slight discount. Actually, you're for sure where we have him ranked. You're for sure getting a discount on his projected points for 2024. Oh, yeah. You're getting a Definitely. huge yeah. discount. And if he duplicates, like, let's say Kyron Williams duplicates his 2023 and 2024, even, even comes close, you know, 19 and a half points per game or something like that. He is going to rocket launch up these rankings, even though we know running backs are, I mean, we just, we all just nagged Jameer Gibbs, but like he is, he has a huge amount to gain. Now, obviously he could also go to zero a la Clyde Edwards Hilaire, like both things could happen, but he is one of those guys that could gain a lot of value this year. Yeah. Davis, you are so much higher on all these running backs as I'm looking through. Like you're like classic. You're like, classic, you're like three classic. rounds higher than us on Travis Etienne. Like, like I'm absolutely like a lot. higher on Travis yeah. Etienne. You're I way feel better good. than I feel us good. on I feel good Devon about that. HN. Like you're just you just you're gobbling these. I feel guys. good about that too. I feel good about being higher on ETN and and HN. You're higher on HN, except for I, I your boy Walker, who ironically is the guy that you've always been higher than each of us on, and that's the one yeah, you're not higher. That on. that's wrong. I I need to. I will move. I'll probably move Walker up and Kyron down after talking about it. Well, no, I I want to make the case against Walker. Because go for it. No one cares. It's all nerd shit, dude. No one. It's cares not nerd about shit. It's thing. not nerd shit. Look, this, <laughs> this. Well, it is nerd shit. Of course it is. <laughs> it is but, but it, but less nerdy than usual. The, uh, the. Here's the thing with Walker. He had a success rate that was at 35 percent last year, which is normally a metric that NFL teams really care about. Not because they actually look at the metric, but because they like watch tape and they're like, God damn it. This and they're guy like, this guy again. never gets and again. yards. He's getting, again, yeah. That's the thing as humans, it's going to stick out to us. How often is this guy generating positive plays? Is he hitting the right hole? I've seen some stuff where like Walker doesn't hit the hole as designed. He's a boom bust runner. He's an explosive runner. But historically, this is actually the type of guy we've been begging NFL coaches to play more than they do, yeah. right? The DeAndre Swifts of the world where I've actually been burned so many times by just, oh, they'll definitely give this boom bust explosive runner enough carries. And then they just don't because they're sick of him getting stuffed, which is a huge problem with Walker. He had a 35% success rate as a rookie. Last year, he was even worse. He dropped to 32%. Three running backs in the entire league were worse than him in success rate. Joshua Kelly, Jamal Williams, and Miles Sanders. Those are those are guys less consistent than Kenneth Walker. I actually think he's kind of sneaky dangerous with a new coaching staff coming in. Well, and 
Do they the feed college him? O- and probably the offensive coordinator is going to be Zach Charbonnet's college coach. Well, that's there you go. I mean, that's that's not great either. Right. I don't well, think Charbonnet's that good, even, but I didn't even I didn't even put that together until you said that, Jacob. Like it's Chip Kelly is probably coming in there and he's probably looking at his friend Zach. Chip friend Chip Jake Kelly Bobo. coming in also. You, this is a, how the how am I the highest on JSN? How is Pat the low man? Well, on, because, on JSN? because how did Davis, Davis, you know who else Chip Kelly coached at UCLA other than Zach Charbonnet? Jake Bobo. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no, Chip <laughs> Kelly. Chip Kelly has a quote saying that that Jake Bobo is the second best practice player of all time behind Peyton Manning. Wow. Here's here's the thing, guys. Guy. I as someone who's been repeatedly burned by prospects that I loved and then didn't do much as rookies, and like, it doesn't matter, rookie season doesn't matter. Let's go back to the well. And yeah, then it's, it goes it's to better, hell immediately. It's better to get off early. Oh boy, I'm not out, but like you're out. I've you're been 76. I've been stunned by the mark. The best so ball hard. market's like, wait, where did we take him last year? Fifth, sixth turn. Great, let's do that again. Why? <laughs> Why? No discount. <laughs> Why? I, I truly don't understand. Like this dude was terrible as a rookie. Pat, Pat is on. Pat is on Shane Waldron's team. He's here. He's here on with Shane Waldron, being like, "No wonder I didn't call more plays for you. You suck, dude." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, oh, like man. he had like what? He had like one point three two yards per route run. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's that's like the red that's flag bad. concerning. Like he he wasn't he wasn't. There's no other metrics that you can look here. Like, well, I've got really the, done this. There's no there's no bull case. The only bull case is we liked him before and and maybe we'll be right eventually. You guys do you guys want the ultimate? <laughs> I don't like that bull case. <laughs> no, it's not a good bull case. I I'm surprised that I'm the high guy or I'm not. Davis is. Thank you. Um, well, I didn't I'm not going to be either. when I go back in. Okay. <laughs> not for long. Well, I didn't want. I, well, just for the record, Davis is the JSN truther of our show. For for now, this is the relevant time window in which to make that determination. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping to be the lower guy at JSN because I agree. Like I, I've made that case where people have been like, "Well, what did you expect?" Like he had you these guys... two guys ahead of him, and it was like, "Well, I expected him to like I expected him to potentially fail for not running enough routes. I didn't right. expect him to fail for not being good. Like yes, like I thought we would get like I I was expecting like a like if you told me JSN was going to have a like disappointing season, I would have said okay, probably has like one point seven yards per route run and a point two two targets per route run, but like seventy percent route share. And it's like all right, like I can live with that and I can get excited about that for year two. But it wasn't really that. He just he just he just was was worse than the other guys who weren't even that good. What if I told you that he had four for forty eight and a touchdown in week fifteen? And we were pumped. and we and, and we would be like, he's coming alive. <laughs> like, what? JSN, JSN that, that had touchdown fewer... advanced my best ball finals. Team oh, it advanced. So I was I excited. God, it advanced like four teams, four teams <laughs> to the semis. So he's the JSN legend had fewer one. EPA per route than Quentin Johnston. Oh god. Oh. It says the JSN bull. <laughs> yeah. There are so there are two, the there are two things Davis that guy. I got to. One, I thought Debo was 27, so I'm probably 10 spots too high on him. You guys are way too low on Debo, obviously. But I'm Wait, also you have Debo at 26 overall. I like Debo, man. I like guys who score fantasy that's, points. <laughs> uh, that's 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 an insane rank. 
I am. I, it is insane. It is too high. I'm also too high on Barkley <laughs> sitting here looking at this. 55 Where do you have Barkley? Oh, 55. Well, right. Yeah, but that's, was... that's just that's like you haven't seen as us because every running back on your list automatically is around higher than any running back on our I'm list. a lot higher on Jaden Reed than you guys. You guys, you guys don't believe in mini Debo. You guys don't believe in uh, in Debo East. Debo North. Well, I'm higher than Pat, so I don't have to defend this. I have them both JSN. <laughs> oh, uh, I just got thrown hey, right back. If we're me. taking where? slot receivers, they should be good, right? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I probably, sh- I, I'm gonna put Jaden Reed above JSN. I, I, that's, that's my bad, guys. Where are we yeah. gonna have JSN ranked next off season? Will JSN be on this sheet next? Uh, Where's the Sean Bateman ranked? Where's the Sean <laughs> yeah. Bateman ranked? He's literally like, I've ridden this train every year, and I'm just like, no, I'm not getting on again. It sucks. It never goes where I want. Yeah, like but, I, I, I've been doing this. Yeah, it's it's the rookies. Like if I definitely have a weakness for sure. It's it's not the rookies who are well. I guess it, I was gonna say it's not the rookies who are terrible, but then I remembered my Sky more exposure, and it, it is actually also the rookies who are terrible. Um, but it's it's especially the rookies who are okay. Like yeah, it's I've the been rookies doing who are this, okay. Yeah, like like the Rashad Bateman. Who had Elijah like an Moore. identical yards per route run in his rookie season, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, like this this feels very Bateman-y. Um, and it's yeah, and I I like I I first started the offseason, I was like, I'm out on Bateman, and then I like talked myself back into Bateman, and then it happened again where I kept talking myself back into Bateman. Honestly, I'm probably gonna talk myself into Bateman again next year. Sam Sherman um, is already coat posting. He's already Bateman coat posting in in DMs on Discord. Wait, He's Sam already... Sherman is coat posting Bateman, but like I'm sure, like if he saw JSN on the side of the street asking him for water, he would pass him by. Like... I, I, sent, I sent the EPA. I sent the EPA stat about Quentin Johnson and and JSN to him because I knew he would have fun with that at some. Then point. he said, uh, "Quentin Johnson is such a bad faith take." Look for a tweet about Quentin Johnson over JSN uh, imminently. <laughs> okay, this is a okay. If you okay. Oh, got a had Quentin Johnston, if you had Quentin Johnston in a dynasty That's league, what the drop button is for. Yeah, what what would you? If someone just sent you a twenty twenty five oh, second man. right now, would you just accept? Yeah. I would take a twenty twenty five third. <laughs> Who's sending is, a twenty twenty five second? That would play. be a dream. Some people, you know, it's it's the draft capital thing. He can't, he can't play. Like, it. There's there's no there's no case. He of all of the face planters of all of the worlds, he is the face plantiest. Like no, he who, got everything did, did possible Quentin to work Johnson... out in his favor. He played with Justin Herbert. He had Mike Williams go down. He had Keenan Allen go down. He had Josh Palmer go down. Every wide receiver who he touched went on IR. And he had and he had Justin Herbert to play with. Then he got to play with his backup boy that he probably spent all summer with. He had different coaches. Like it was not nothing worked because he, he just can't play. It, no, he and, did and like have you that already nice... knew he was a boom bust prospect coming in, right? Like, yeah, like, that's the thing. He was, he was and then we we found out bust. Yeah, we found out. He had one nice catch with Easton Stick. Jake Jacob wasn't kidding when he said that's what the drop button is for. Yeah, I, I'm unranked. Yeah. Demario Douglas at 97. All right. I needed to sanity check some of these. Dobbs is fine. Dobbs is fine. Yeah, you're why, he's so high. Demario Douglas. Dobbs. Dobbs is fine. Dobbs is fine. Because I thought Dobbs was a good prospect, and I'm really high on Jordan Love. But uh, the How high do you have Dontavian Wicks, though? High. High. Like higher than Dobbs? 
I, I probably have every Packers pass catcher ranked ahead of ADP and ahead of you guys. I, I bet if I, I, I think bet I if have, we command F well, for I'm that. Well, I think I'm pretty high on Wicks, but maybe I'm not compared to Davis. Every Let's Packers find out. Yeah. Uh, no, I got I have Wicks at 124. Oh, well, I don't have AJ up. Dillon ranked. Wicks didn't even show up here. Oh, because I don't have him ranked. Because you don't have him ranked. Stay, have fun staying poor, Pat. Yeah, I probably should rank Wicks. <laughs> Musgrave, Musgrave also, <laughs> by the way, Musgrave is also a good sell because Tucker Craft is better than line. him. Wait, sorry, what did you say about Musgrave? Musgrave is a good sell or a good like non best like spot more. because Kraft is better than him. Although I I probably have yeah. them both ranked high. <laughs> I just like I said, like I said, I, said, I just. High, yeah. I don't every, think you're very in a Jordan Love. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I just have every Packer high. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe I didn't rank Kraft. Uh, is there anyone else you wanted to take from me on? And then I got to run, but you guys obviously can keep going for as long as you want. Um, no. I don't know. Well, I didn't have I didn't rank Kenny Pickett. You want to get you're higher on all the quarterbacks. No, he's he stinks. I don't. But did I rank Kenny Pickett? If I did, barely. Are there anyone in this? kind of group of like veteran receivers that you know people should be moving on or off of i would i would note that christian kirk could potentially be an incredible sell high if calvin ridley doesn't uh resign and they have to give up a, a second round pick if they do i've got the contract status here he's a he's actually a cut candidate next season so if he oh, if people are like oh he's he's heading in as the clear one first of all they'll probably draft someone Right, uh, very likely to like with the pick they would That's have had to give point. up, and then so there's going to be potentially a window opening here on Christian Kirk is a like really nice take. sell. Well, I'll just ask, what do you guys think of Diggs? Because that's the weirdest season that I can remember. Oh, I did want to talk Diggs because I, so Dalton Kincaid, I'm higher on than I would like to be because I think there's a chance he actually emerges as what we were talking about, the clear number one on his team, with or at least close enough. Um. Because I don't know, like Diggs, does Diggs like get himself out of Buffalo with enough with enough griping? I mean, I think like mathematically, it's very difficult for him to do so, right? Like it would cost yeah. them more money to have him not on the team than on the team. I'm pretty sure. He's a cut candidate um, next year, so so yeah, this year he's probably likely. Yeah. So what's what's the what's our consensus rank on him? Because he's like a really hard guy to rank. Did we end up? Uh, we we're actually all pretty wow. aligned. Exactly. Oh, we ended we ended up really aligned, which is interesting because he's like. So I guess we all think the same thing. Uh, yeah, I still yeah. really, I still really like him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of locked in. You're right, he's locked in this year. The Kincaid thing is that maybe Diggs is gone after the year after he yeah. had a solid second year, and then you're like, oh my god, he's oh. number one for Josh Allen. Oh, I found the tight end I'm higher than you guys on. Holy smokes, I'm 37 spots higher than both of you on David and Joku. Wow. Well, I'm I'm lower. I'm was, lower on every. Like, I'm lower on every Brown because uh, Joe Flacco's not going to be their quarterback. Yeah, Joe Flacco's okay. not there. So, like, okay, I, I think that I get the Joe before Flacco before Jacob story. goes, he's going to make the pro Deshaun Watson case for us. All right, go ahead. Yeah, that's. So I, I get that we all like. It's, I'm not going to make a pro Deshaun Watson case. I mean, I guess that I am by proxy, but. Um, <laughs> I understand that Deshaun Watson is the least likable person in the National Football League, and Joe Flacco. Not according to Ken most. Dorsey. You see that? Oh my god! <laughs> that yeah. was he wild. Got the, he got he got the Ken Dorseman. 
That's not, you don't want the endorsement. Um, yeah, that was, a, I don't, like, was, was someone like holding a gun behind the curtain? Like, Polonius? Like, that was, that was wild. Um, anyway, no one needed to say that. But, uh, no. okay, so everyone but Ken Dorsey uh, doesn't like Deshaun Watson, and everyone loves <laughs> Joe Flacco. But, like, we should admit that Joe Flacco wasn't actually good, right? Like, he was good for the fast catchers right. because he threw a lot. But, yeah. like, he constantly put the ball in the harm's way. And he wasn't consistent from a play-to-play basis. Like, and I think we all kind of got, like, you know, we, we just all heard, like, Daniel Raz, like, telling everyone about Flacco and he became a meme lord. But he wasn't actually good. So they also go now to Ken Dorsey's offense, which will be more of a spread system that will be a little bit more up to Sean Watson's alley. I think that was, like, a smart choice by them to be, like, Alex Van Pelt was a pretty good coordinator for like what we had, but it's not a good fit for Watson. And I think that they'll have like a fully confident offense. Like, I don't know if Watson's going to be great or anything, but like he played pretty well against Tennessee, he played pretty well against Baltimore in his last two healthy games. I, I think that for the purposes, at least of his weaponry, I, I don't think he's going to be like deplorable. Um, nah, he's going to be, he's going to be terrible. He's going to be, he's going to continue <laughs> right, to be terrible. The offense is going to continue to be fair terrible. Enough. I just like that, Flacco. You're you're totally correct that Flacco was not good, but Flacco was good for the guys who caught passes from him. It does strike. That's a decent case to me that the offensive coordinator change makes a big impact because one thing with Watson, I've been kind of looking back at at some of the stuff with Watson as a prospect and just sort of the style of play that he that he has, and like as the league moves kind of towards these executors of the offense. Um, you know, get the ball out on time. Like Watson's never really been that. Right. And it's it's probably pretty good to get a OC. Like if anyone's going to return this guy to what he was, it would be an OC that works with more of like a creative, you know, kind of playmaker style quarterback. And it's going like to be a shotgun spread offense, like probably. Which is, I mean, that that's where he needs to be. So, I mean, he could actually be, quite a bit better in the Dorsey yeah. system. I mean, the, the downside is, of course, like you don't really want a quarterback where you look at your offense and you're like, we are already running the dominant system in the NFL that everyone's having success with. And our quarterback can't run that. Like that's, that's not yeah. good. That's, it's that's, not that's, good. That's, that is in fact bad, but they are financially tied to him one way or the other. So they may as well try to maximize what he does well in the interim, which again, like, we're not even having the Watson rating discussion, like for the purposes of David. Well, and Joker, maybe we should at this point. Else. I'm probably, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the highest, but uh, you're the highest, but I'm actually still fairly high because he's locked in. I mean, the, the guaranteed money. He's locked in, and he wasn't that bad for fantasy. Like he still runs, and like yeah, they're, especially with Dorsey. Like I expect to be a pretty high pass rate team. Like I think he's going to be fine for fantasy, regardless of whether he's like if you want a discounted version of like a Kyler Murray or a Jalen Hurts or a whatever. Like, I mean, he's probably cheaper than Justin Fields even, and he's way more locked in than Justin Fields. Um, yeah, I actually have my head of Justin want, Fields. Either, I don't too. want to give him the Ken Dorsman, but uh, I have met him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It never feels good to say positive things about Deshaun Watson, but um, depending on your morals, it's probably a reasonable dynasty buy. Can, can let's, let's end on a positive note before you get out of here, Jake. It, yeah. And we, we have, on we should, we should do another pod soon and talk more of the rookies. Um, once you yeah, guys have, sure. have, have fully I'm off, these I'm guys off work next week. So I'm planning to get All right. in the spreadsheets and get in the film lab and we'll be rolling. 
All right, good. We'll we'll do another pod soon then. Um, but let's close on uh, Devon Achan and see if oh, Davis yeah. can talk you off your. Let's see if uh, Davis can talk Jacob yeah. off his face. So I noticed, I know, I noticed two things that I'm the lowest on Devon Achan <laughs> and Nico Collins. So I don't know what's happened to this world anymore. <laughs> Come on, yeah. They, no one did this but you. Devin Achan. Devin Achan was basically Jamal Charles for like 50% of his games last year and and yeah. his competition uh, the, the dolphins have no picks their cap situation is terrible yeah. and they they have no, a 32 year old raheem mostert and a 31 year old jeff wilson jr is his competition we we think yeah. we think things are getting worse for devin achan sir what, what are we doing um, everything you're saying is correct um incredible use of sir uh look I don't know. Give me like six more rounds of therapy, and then I'll like be able to be the highest on the players that I like more than you guys, instead of the <laughs> lowest after one successful year. Like, Jacob's I, too I, nice like, to look, rank the players he likes. I I looked at like my HN ranking being the lowest, and my Neo Collins ranking being the lowest. And like at one point, like on a podcast where I was drafting, and Pat was like doing the live stream, he was like, "Well, we know Nico's not getting past that slot because Jacob loves him more than life itself." Um, and that's the guy that I'm the lowest on, along with HN, who I've called my favorite player of all time. Like, I I don't know. Like, it's a me issue. I clearly have, like, emotional self-esteem issues I need to work through with, like, medication or counseling. Um, and I need to reflect deeper. Like, I, just, I don't understand how this keeps happening to me. Um, I was in on a high note. I assume it's, like, a Tony Pollard-based post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, but uh, everything you said is right. HN's great. <laughs> Um, you said it's right, and I don't know. He's a running back that's really small, and like, and it was cool when everybody was saying that about him. And I was like, "But he's really good." But now it seems like sometimes people don't care about the he was really small and he's a running back parts anymore, and that concerns me. But I, I hope that you're right, um, and I hope that he gets fed, and I hope that he doesn't get injured every third game. That would be great. Are are we allowed to be scared that he's tiny and that he gets injured constantly? Are are we allowed to have any of those fears? No. You are allowed to feel that way after the if it happens again this year, he if he rips off three straight twenty three pointers and then gets you know is on the IR with a mysterious knee injury in week five, then yeah. But I'm not think, because he he was healthy in college for the most part. I think the place you want to be be most afraid is dynasty, like in best ball. Sure. That. Yeah. When he plays games, he's going to shit out of him in best ball. I'm going to have the shit out of him in best ball. I promise. I, he's a big target for me in best ball this year. But in dynasty, I do take the point because it's not just that you might lose value by having a chan on your team and he's has this injury prone year. And we turn on dudes. We turn on dudes when they yeah, get like, hurt. And But it's also that you, he, just real quick, you will get a buy window as well with those injuries. Like, for sure, he he's will. very likely to get banged up, and you'll get a buy window too. For sure, like I don't know. It's just if someone told you like any of these top young running backs, like A. Chan, Gibbs, Hall, and Bijan, and even if you went down to like Etienne and Walker, if one of you told you like one of these guys is like not being drafted on underdog in three years, like isn't A. Chan your first choice? Not if I'm still mm-hmm. on underdog. Like, well, Kyron's <laughs> your first choice. But isn't A. Chan your second choice? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Let's let's let me put it like this, and then we can get Jacob out of here. If Achan has Raheem Mostert's twenty twenty three plays in fifteen games, two hundred nine carries, twelve hundred yards, twenty one touchdowns, how high does he go in our rankings next year? 
I don't know. I'll probably still be the lowest, I guess. He's probably in the teens. He'll be in yeah, the he's, he's right up with these other running backs. Yeah. 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 I hope. I really hope that that happens. I'm, I'm not going to sell him. I'm going to just keep him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We did it. We ended on a high note. All right. chance to the moon. We did. <laughs> the moon. <laughs> guys, we'll be back soon. We'll be back soon with another Dynasty pod. Appreciate you guys. Therapy. <laughs> Jacob's gonna go work on himself. We'll work on the ranks. Jacob will work on himself. We'll come back. We'll do some more. See you guys next time. Okay. See you guys. <laughs>